Testing one, two. Testing one, two. Testing one, two, three, and we are a go. Welcome to another episode of the Lonely Heart Sports Podcast. Got a few topics on hand this week to cover for you. First off, we are going to review Championship Sunday. We were wrong. The teams that we picked <laughs> did not win. Um, we'll go. We'll review the AFC and NFC Championship. We'll talk about the potential impending retirement of Tom Brady. We will then switch our basis completely and then start and then talk about and discuss the Royal Rumble that happened over the weekend in the WWE. And then we will end the podcast with some discussion on the World Cup qualifying cycle for CONCACAF as the United States looks to qualify for the 2022 FIFA World Cup. But let's get started right away, moving into a review of Championship Sunday. The Bengals and the Rams will meet in Super Bowl 56. And, well, we were wrong. We thought it would be the Chiefs and the Niners, and yet here we are. So I'll let you take it away. We'll start with the, we'll start with the game that everybody is still flabbergasted about, about how Joe Burrow, Joe Burr, and the Cincinnati Bengals came back from a 21-3 deficit and beat Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs and became AFC champions. I'll let you take it away from there, sir. All right. I just want to start off. I am not a fan of the Joe Burr nickname. Um, I think that thing needs to die just right now. I mean, he's just – he's too cool for that type of nickname. I mean, this man might be the coolest man in the NFL right now. We get to he's see Joey totally Franchise to me. He's – some. I mean, he – all right. So, if we're being honest, he didn't have the best of games. Their defense was the reason that they won this game. I mean, they held the Chiefs to three points in the whole second half. I mean, Patrick Mahomes was basically irrelevant that whole second half. And it was crazy to see, like, how they kind of changed up their defense. They were only rushing, like, two or three and basically dropping everyone back and basically telling the Chiefs to run the ball. And if they would, I feel like if they would have ran the ball more in the second half, they would have came away from this game um, and won it. Um, unfortunately, it went to overtime for them. They lost. I was – Personally, I had mixed feelings about this game because, like, I wanted the Chiefs to win just based on the fact that I didn't want Joe Burrow to be playing in a Super Bowl before Josh Allen. But I also didn't want to see the Chiefs in another Super Bowl. Um, so I was yeah. kind of torn. But um, this game was, I mean, at first when going – at one point they were down, what was it, 20, 20 – um, 21 to, 20, 21 to 3. 20, they were down 21 to 3 at one point. Yeah, and then that huge – honestly, the biggest play of the game was that uh, when they had the first and goal on the five with about – what it was, it a minute left in the in the second uh, quarter? No, on, no, you mean – no, you're talking about like the last like play of the second half like with yeah. five seconds left. Yeah, when how they were Eli, right on – yeah. How Eli Apple stopped Tyreek Hill from scoring that touchdown. Yeah, even though, even though Eli Apple was getting burnt all game before that. Um, he came up with a big play, but um, no, that was to me that was the t- whole turning point of the game because as soon as right there halftime, it looked like uh, Cincinnati just completely changed up their defense, and their defense is the reason they won that game. 
Um, because let's be honest, like I said, Joe Burrow, coolest man in the NFL right now, but he didn't play a great game. I mean, you're not wrong. He didn't play a great game. The Bengals actually just played great team football, actually. I mean, when the game started, Kansas City came out like a ball of fire per usual, and the Bengals, you know, were trying to trade field goals for touchdowns. And the thing is, though, is like, you know, you can't do that against Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs when they were when when they catch fire. But in the second half of the game, I didn't think that while as the game was progressing, I'm thinking to myself, all right, Kansas City and another Super Bowl. Here we go again. I didn't even think about the play that Eli Apple had made to end the first half. I thought maybe, all right, Kansas City got stopped. Maybe Cincinnati will take a little momentum in, but they'll still they still won't win the game. But as the Bengals kept coming back, like the Bengals kept coming back, moving, they're playing defense really well. I mean, they're preventing the Chiefs from actually doing anything on the field. I'm like, oh shit, we actually have a ball game here. It was only when Mahomes had that inter- like through that interception in the third quarter, in the third in the third quarter. Yeah. That's when I realized I'm like, oh shit, the Bengals may actually not w- may actually win this game. And I remember scrolling through I remember scrolling through Twitter throughout the game because like, you know, that there's a lot of people like, oh, the Chiefs are going to make another Super Bowl, the Super Bowl is going to be a wash or whatever. And I'm thinking to myself, this ain't a wash. This ain't going to the Super Bowl ain't going to be a wash. We got a whole new ball game here. Cuz after after that after that interception, Cincinnati scored again. And I'm just like, all right, this ain't going to be washed. It's a whole new ball game. Well, I mean, let's be honest. If you saw the first half of the game, you thought Kansas City or you thought Cincinnati had no chance winning this oh, game. Oh, I'm not. Oh, I like, agree. Oh, I agree with you wholeheartedly. On the same field as the Chiefs. We saw I like, agree with you wholeheartedly. This was a tale of two halves here. Yes, it was complete just flip-flops of like what we kind of expect from the Chiefs to the Chiefs finally showing their colors, whereas beginning of the season, this is kind of what we had seen from this team. Yeah, it's... Um, I mean, it came finally came back to bite them in the ass. Where it's like they clearly I don't have all their cracks fixed. And fucking, they're I, I see their media members talking about, oh, it was great for us to get this far in the season. No one expected us to be here. It's like, well, everyone expected you guys to be here again, but no nobody one expected, expected the Bengals. No one expected the Bengals, and no one expected you guys to start the season so shittily as you did. You guys weren't. They were acting like they were the underdogs in this game when they clearly weren't. Um, no, they were but, the yeah, favorites the in every game in. they played all se- and ev- and they were the favorites in every game they played this entire season. Yeah. In fact, if anything, this year feels more like a letdown for them than losing the Super Bowl to Tampa last season or even to Tampa last season. Because the thing is though, is like they had their cracks and their nooks and their crannies last season because of injuries and this and that. But this year they made improvements to the offensive line. Okay, you had you you had the All Pro uh, MVP quarterback. You have the All Pro tight end. You have the All Pro wide receiver. You have the defense that actually like is not terrible. But the thing is, though, they couldn't find. We all know how the season started for them. Shit, week five came. Week five came. Everybody was like, oh, when they lost to the Bills, everybody's like, oh shit, Kansas City may be done. After week five, they 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 ended up losing to Tennessee. But then everybody, when the gaunt, the quote unquote gauntlet came, Dallas, the Raiders, and the Packers, they beat all three of those teams. 
And it's just like, oh shit, maybe Kansas well, let's City throw in, let's throw in there that they also played a Green Bay team though without Aaron Rodgers. This is very true. This is very and they true. still almost lost to Jordan Love. This is very true. But the thing is, though, is they were fine. They were winning games. They were catching fire. Oh, they yeah. were so they got back to they got back to it. But throughout the season, though, the holes were not fixed. The holes were fi- the holes were patched. They weren't completely fixed. The, no, they, meant- they threw some duct tape on it. Pretty much. That's exactly like, what it like, is. There's like I was tape. saying, like all season and even when playoffs started, is like this is the a Chiefs team that like, yes, they're still good, but we saw Patrick Mahomes not be great. Like, yes, clearly, don't get me wrong. Like, I don't want to be taken out of context here. Yes, he is a great quarterback, probably the best in the NFL. But it's like you saw him kind of I don't want to say regress because he had a great season, don't get me wrong, but we we weren't getting that explosiveness we always saw from this offense. I was like, if this team would have been played the City team. Uh, this time last year, this Chiefs team just would have exploded on them, especially like in the second half. Like you didn't oh. see this Chiefs team really take halves off last season, like they have we've seen this year. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, my thing is, I would say Mahomes is regressing. I think oh, the no. league is. I think the league is starting to figure out how to beat the Chiefs. Like I mean, and it goes back to the Super Bowl when Tampa beat them. I. Uh, as mentioned, yeah, they had the injuries and everything, but Tampa had the perfect game plan, okay? Okay, and even in the regular season, teams had great game plans. The Chiefs just ended up finding ways to win in, in the close games that they had, and even in their losses, they were still so. And even in their losses, ex- well, barring two losses, they, uh, pretty much, they, pre- they pretty much kept it close. But the thing is, though, is that... At the end of the day, the Chiefs – and at the end of the day, it's the Bengals that are going to the Super Bowl. And you know what? Rightfully deservedly so because at the end of the day, they were the better team in the second half. They were the better team in the fourth quarter, okay? They were the better team in overtime. They probably should have won the game on an Eli Apple pick six. I don't know how the fuck he dropped that. But luckily for – luckily luckily, just a few seconds later, my dumb fuck – um, uh, decided to just yeet it downfield and try to uh, make a hero play, and lo and behold, two Bengals. Uh, I it always it always kills me when a quarterback does this, throwing downfield into double coverage or triple coverage. Nine times out of ten, it's going to end up in the hands of another pl- of an opposition player. I okay. knew it. I knew as soon as he threw that ball downfield, I'm like, Cincinnati's picking this off. It's just a matter of how they, how many yards they return it by. And lo and behold, boom. Well, my thing was Patrick Mahomes kind of seemed, for the most part, like, during the second half, like um, confused at the defense that since he was running, it seemed like he wasn't making throws that he normally would, especially like towards the end of the game and said like when they took the field goal instead of like him, like probably could have got to the end zone to be honest on some of the plays. It's like he didn't know really what he saw, and I think that's why he made that throw in overtime because we saw it throughout the whole second half where he looked kind of confused standing back there in the pocket as to what defense they were showing him, and he didn't know where the double coverage was and stuff. Well, I mean, you're not wrong there. He did. I'm. Not, you're not wrong. He did look a little lost. So that's why I think he did make that throw down the field. I mean, he ended up making that throw. I think he made that throw down the field because – if he threw, because if he knew that if he threw it in a tight, if he threw it like within five to ten yards, like he did there in the previous play, he probably. He, I think he was afraid he was going to throw another interception there, and lo and behold, he actually did. 
only just throwing it 40 yards downfield. I mean, I can understand what I can, like, I can understand that. I can understand that there. But another aspect of this too, it comes, it came down to the coaching and play calling of the, of the chiefs coaching staff, their play calling, honestly, could have, it didn't look like the play calling of the Kansas city chiefs. We expect with the dynamic, with the dynamics, and and the elusiveness and you know just utilizing each and every player to the best of their ability we saw it in the first half but then we lost but then we didn't see it in the second half maybe what we're seeing is eric Bieniemy doesn't actually want a head coaching job and he's trying to play it off or maybe or maybe we're just seeing andy reed be a fraud uh, be uh a fraudulent uh, head, co- fraudulent head coach so that what you're saying is like we like what like what we've seen before with him in philly yeah like we saw with him before in the early two, the early and mid two thousands, like he had decent teams. Took he had decent teams. You know, I mean, this team is much better than the teams he had in Philly. But you know, he made like he made four straight AFC championships. And I mean, granted, this time he ended up winning the Super Bowl. Doing, but only, I mean, you you host an AFC championship game four times in a row and only have one Super Bowl to show for it. That's not. I mean, well, yes, I will, it's nice game to Well, I will say this. The opposition quarterback in the Super Bowl was Jimmy Garoppolo, and the opposition coach in that Super Bowl was Kyle Shanahan. I'll get into that later about the other matchup, though. Well, yeah, but I'm saying – what I'm trying to say is, like, like clearly this team is beatable, and it's, like, sad to see, like, being a biased Bills fan. I was like, I watched this game uh, yesterday afternoon, and, like, all I could think was, like, when Bengals started coming back, now, granted, clearly we weren't in the game. I have no room to talk, but it's like, we should have been here, and we definitely could have beat this team. Well, what it could have should have if the dog didn't exactly. stop in the middle of the road to take a fucking shit. Well, exactly. But all I'm saying is, like, the, what I had saw more from this game, my takeaway, is that Kansas City threw this game away rather than the Bengals winning this game. That was my takeaway from it. I think, like you said, it all came down to coaching for this team. Yeah, and the Bengals had a better game plan in the second half, and that's why I don't think Kansas City threw this game away. I think the Bengals stole this game, if anything. I mean, the defense, and I, we're not going to talk. I don't want to talk about the Chiefs anymore because they're a bunch of losers. They had a 9 a.m. tea time today. But in terms of the Bengals, they changed, they changed up their defense in the second half, and the offense ne- did what it needed to do to win the game. Yes, Joe Burrow didn't have a great, the greatest of games. But the thing is, though, is that they ended up score. They and they ended up, you know, the defense, the defense forced turn, the defense forced turnovers. They forced a lot of pressure on Mahomes. The offensive line kept Mahomes. I mean, kept Burrow practically safe in the pocket. You know, not didn't get didn't get pressured a lot. Didn't get sacked a lot. Kudos to the offensive line because we have talked about how the we have talked about how the offensive line in the Cincinnati Bengals can be problematic for the team, and they did a they did a damn good job, in my honest opinion, when it came to protecting Joe Burrow. Okay, the running the run game of uh, the running game, not just Joe Mixon, but the other running, but the but the but the uh, but the other running back too. Did a really damn good, did a damn good job as well, and they didn't have to rely on Jamar Chase, and they didn't have to rely on Jamar Chase in the wide and the wideout core. I no, mean, I mean it was, you kind of saw what they did to stuff. 
how they played the the Kansas City Chiefs defense really do what they did to Stephon Diggs last week, whereas they kind of just singled him out and make sure clearly Jamar Chase held 54 yards. But we saw the same thing last week as well. They tried to target mainly on one guy in defense, and you have T. Higgins get 103 yards. And last week it was Gabe Davis going for 201. Yeah. So like clearly they have their flaws. And it's like this team should not be considered a powerhouse anymore. No, I like, mean, they, 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 they talk about themselves being a dynasty like the Pats were, but it's like the Pats had the Super Bowls to show for. What do you have? They only have one. They're they not have one dynasty. Yeah. Dynasty oh. of one. The window's closed. I mean, uh, my take my takeaway from this game the window's closed yeah especially the, with because Mahomes' contract's finally kicking in this year oh i'm talking about the window when the entire afc is closing oh i'm not even talking about that i'm talking about them being able to have the superstar players that they have on this team to be able well, to pay them. well that team is they're not going to be there forever i mean the thing is though is that the bengals they have a young core. They're all like, they're all, their young core is like an average of like 24, 25, uh, 24, 25. Like, that's how they have a young core that they can have with the team, barring, you know, cap issues for a really long time. Whereas the Kansas City Chiefs is more along the lines of like, yeah, you've got Mahomes, but everybody else isn't going to be there forever. I mean, you know, with his half a billion dollar contract, who like the cap issues in the long run that they'll have. But in regards to the game, I mean, kudos, I mean, kudos to the Bengals. They're in the Super Bowl. They're, in the, they, they're the AFC champions. Joe Burrow, in his second season and in his first full season, took a Bengals team that was a laughing stock of the league. I mean, they had a fan sleeping on the fucking roof of his house when they were 0-11 just a couple years ago. Two years ago. And now look at where they are at. They're in the Super Bowl for the third time in franchise history. Uh, fourth time in franchise history. I made a mistake there. Okay. This no, franchise it is, wins Super Bowls when they get there. No, they win it on. is the third time. It is yeah, the third thir- time. It's the third time because they've the been time. to the Super Bowl twice and have two Super Bowls. They lost two. They lost two Super Bowls, both to the Niners. So that's so maybe they have a chance to win the Super Bowl this time. But the, the Bengals. But the Bengals. Like, they have defied all of the odds because nobody expected them to be here. When we talked about the season before it started, we were like, okay, it may be Cleveland. It may be Baltimore for the uh, AFC North. The mainstream media was saying it may be any, anybody but Cincinnati. Cincinnati practically said, fuck you. It is us. We are the team, and they are the team in the AFC now, and they're going to be a team that's going to be around for a long time, and Fans of other franchises are going to hate this. Hate you know they're not going to like it. And me being an NFC fan, I'm going to say, well, not my problem. Not my problem. We talked about we talked about it last week. Joe Burrow is that man. Joe Burrow is the baddest motherfucker on the planet. And we talked about it last week about making the comparisons of like the Brady's and the Mannings and the Herbert and the Rivers and the Roethlisberger's. Joe Burrow is practically the next generation's Big Ben. He's going to have a um, barring any more injuries. He's going to hope barring any more long-term injuries. He's going to have a successful career for an AFC North franchise like Big Ben in his second season. He's in the Super Bowl. Will he win it? We don't know. We'll see what happens in two weeks. But he's got. But the defense. He's got. A de- he's got a good-looking defense um, that can that can make some crucial plays down the stretch. 
He's got he's got a young core, good run game. He's got he's got good he's got a damn good wide receiver that will have a hell of a career. And he's got he's also got he's got every, everybody around everybody on the Bengals is practically capable to play um, a very capable ball player. Okay, I do agree, but I mean, clearly the big issue we talked about last week on the podcast for this team was their O line. And they can improve upon that in the offseason. Yes. Depending on the cap issues. If now, they have any cap now they issues. have to go face an, a D-line, though, in the Rams, which probably is one of the best D-lines in the league. Um, yes, they have to but, face Von Miller and Aaron Donald, and yeah. it's not even funny. I mean, I feel for the Bengals, but... I mean, like you said, they're, they're the team of destiny. Like, no one, it, me and you didn't think they would be there. None of us did. I mean... Who knows? Maybe last season turns out for the, the Bengals completely different if Burrow stays healthy and gets more wins. That's what I was. I've always thought that honestly. I like, never, we'll never actually. We'll never know. He got robbed of his rookie season now, and like in his rookie season, he didn't start off too bad. No, like from the games, the games that he played since he was like saying competitive in game. So it's like, yeah, it's like so. What? Fuck, what? What? what fuck do we FedEx Field. Fuck FedEx Field. <laughs> Players' careers die there practically, but um, uh, no, exactly. That's exactly my thought process. I mean, I mean, you know, hey, you know, they're a team of destiny, AFC champions. They will play the Rams. Um, I do want to say, I, I do want to say this though, and I'm and I'm going to make some enemies here. I probably am with this comment. You had mentioned how you thought it should have been us when it like when like you know you mix feelings and everything and it was mentioned to me yeah it was mentioned to me that yesterday after the Bengals won a couple times by a couple other people and I just thought to myself they played defense in overtime they won with their defense okay they won with their defense and then I thought to myself and then I thought to my and then I was seen on Twitter like the like in the first half and even in the third quarter oh the Bengals are terrible like you know if we if we if we were if the Bills were playing this game in Orchard Park, we would have won. And then I thought to myself, no, <laughs> he would have lost to the Bengals. <laughs> I really think that they would have lost to the Bengals. Everybody on Twitter that was saying, "Oh, this should have been us. This could have been us." Nah, I, I, I'm going to make enemies with my comments here. I really think that the Bills probably would have. I really think that the Bills would have lost to the Bengals if they played in the AFC Championship. I mean, granted, we know that they didn't because, you know, whether you want, whether or not you want to call it because of a coin toss, whether or not you want to say it was a defense, whether or not you want to say it was a coaching, blah, blah, blah. The Bengals were going to the AFC. Were, were, the Bengals, based on what I saw yesterday, the Bengals will have gone to the Super Bowl no matter what. Uh, I told like you. you like you said, of- no, yeah, I know. And it's understandable because, like, we weren't like the bills weren't there. So like, you can't have any room to say, but it's like just the way I watch a game being a bills fan. It's like, we like how we played against the cheese and went shot for shot with them. And it's like, I don't know. Like who, like, like you said, we weren't there. So it doesn't matter, but like I do see where you're coming from, but it also to me, it's like, well, we could have played that game differently, but you're right. We weren't there. So I'm not going to be a piss poor attitude about it. No, and so I'm I not did, trying to get you into a piss poor attitude. I'm just saying, like, it really, it kind, it kind of irked me. Like, it kind of, it, it kind of irked me a little bit. Because, no, that's kind of why, like, I stayed out of those topics on Twitter when they're like, "Oh, the Bills should have been here." It's like, well, we're not, so like, why be piss poor? But I just felt like I should bring it up here. But I would just like to point out that a lot of Chiefs shirts or a lot of Chiefs fans were wearing shirts that said "13 Seconds" 
Joe Burrow threw his pick 13 seconds into overtime. You mean Patrick Mahomes? Threw. Patrick Mahomes threw his pick 13 seconds into overtime. You're not wrong there. I mean, the football gods do work in mysterious ways, as we all know this, though. We I have, mean, we, I, we have to be living in a simulation. We are living in a simulation. This is all Matrix. I'm telling you, Vince McMahon is writing a perfect script for the Super Bowl. I'm telling you right now, Vince McMahon is cooking it up as we speak. Um, uh, I mean, Roger Goodell is not Vince McMahon. This is definitely isn't the WWE. Next thing, next thing, next thing, you know, Chris Collins, where it's going to come out of the booth in a steel <laughs> chair and uh, knock Aaron Donald out of the game. <laughs> um, bring back Maybe. the XFL. And we've got the USFL coming in April. That's going to, I'll probably watch it for like the first week. And I'll be like, I'm done with you. <laughs> I don't want to play with you anymore. I don't want to play with you anymore. <laughs> but speaking of still football, as we mentioned about the Rams, um, the Bengals have to play somebody. They just can't get crowned Super Bowl champions. Although, based on what I saw in the NFC Championship, if the Rams play like that in two weeks, Cincinnati will be having a parade. Um, uh, but the Rams are NFC champions. They'll be playing the Super Bowl in their home stadium. This will be the second year in a row that. A team, the 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 host city, the host the host stadium, will have their team be represented. So we go fifty four years without having a team playing their home stadium, and now we have two years in a row the home team a team plays in their home stadium, and and the Rams are actually designated as the home team, which is crazy. <laughs> Because of how the alternate, because of how it alternates every year, AFC is road, AFC, AFC and NFC alternate between home and road. Last year, Tampa may have been played in their home stadium, but they were technically the away team. The Rams this year are technically the home team in the Super Bowl. I thought they were the away team this year because I thought no. I, I heard on the radio they were going to be wearing their whites because they're the away team. Oh, I thought they were the home team based on the alternate, based on alternating on um, uh, what you call based on the based on how it alternates every year. Um, because uh, I remember that's Tampa right, was really thought as well, but then I heard it on the radio today. Um, huh. Oh yeah, the Rams are considered the away team. What the fuck? Okay, yeah, I guess because the... they're gonna be. Because I was thinking about this. I was thinking about this. Um, the uniform matchup, and it wouldn't have been a good look. I didn't. I wouldn't have liked the the blue against the white and orange. I, I would like though. Like I would like Cincy to wear their black unis. And uh, then hopefully the Rams wear their white ones, not their grays or off-white, whatever you want to call them. I don't like the Rams uniforms no matter what. They look like Ikea workers. No, see, I like the I like the all-white with the blue helmet. I think that looks nice, but, like, their blues, I'm not a fan of. Okay, understandable there, understandable there. But I understand where you come from with the uh, Ikea workers. But this has to be a Super Bowl with, like, just the most likable quarterbacks ever. I mean – yeah, I if mean, you, if you actually hate Matt Stafford, you're probably either, you're probably just, back. yeah, like I, I couldn't see how anyone could really hate Matt Stafford. I mean, he spent so many years in Detroit, and it's like I'm pretty sure me and you talked about this last year on the podcast when he was traded. Like, we both are in agreement that he is going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback, and like now he's on a good team. He took him to the Super Bowl. Exactly, exactly. I mean, when it comes to the Rams, though, I really, oh god. They probably shouldn't have lost the game, but they also probably they also deserve to win the game too. Because watch, I'm I was quarterback or both coaches wanted to lose this game. Let's be honest. I'm gonna be honest with you. I didn't watch like an hour of the game because I was out and about. I can't. I came back and I saw the Niners were up seventeen to three, and I'm like, okay, 
this game is over. The Niners own the Rams. Next thing, next thing, next thing I know, I go. Next thing I know, it's like seventeen, seventeen. I'm like, what the hell happened here? Because I, I walked out again and I saw. I'm like, what the hell happened? And then I just remember that Kyle Shanahan is the head coach of the San Francisco 49ers, and I also remember they have Jimmy Garoppolo as quarterback, who seems to disappear in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, it, towards the end of the game, it just seemed like both coaches wanted to lose. I mean. Uh, Shanahan kind of put the game in Garoppolo's hands instead of trying to just get the ball to Debo Samuel. I'm pretty sure in the second half. Or even run the ball in general. Yeah, in the second half, the ball only touched Debo Samuel's hands three times, I believe. Um, He kind of got away from the run. Like, he got away. Like, the saying, like, you know, the saying is like, uh, dance who you you brought. Well, you brought a team this far that you you relied on your run game, had Jimmy G just make plays when needed and didn't ask him to do too much. Yesterday they asked him to do too much, but then McVay also wanted to lose with challenging that fourth and two call that he, he wanted. Ch- he, if I McVay mean, I, had unlimited challenges, he probably would have used as, I mean, if I was Shanahan, instead of, instead of Shanahan, like you think about it, like you have, so you went through the time of the challenge. You're like, okay, it's going to be fourth and two, whatever it is. But then you, you elect to punt the ball instead of, you elect to punt on fourth and two from what were they on their 47 instead of just getting the two yards with a run game that you know you can probably get two they yards They were in on. Rams territory, actually. They took a delay of game. They were well, on they the, took the They took the delay of game because they were seeing if they could jump. That's why. That's And that was stupid. Yeah, I, mean, like, I, I would have thought you would have just went for it. You could have sealed the game there. Exactly. And then there was the interception that should have – that wasn't an interception. I don't know how it went right – like – uh, You're talking about the one right at the end of the game, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. The one, the one that uh, should have happened for the Niners that didn't happen. Yeah. Like it just came out of nowhere. Next thing you know, like the rat. I'm just like, oh my god. Like and the football gods do work in mysterious ways. But the thing is, though, is the Niners honestly have nobody to blame but themselves. They relied on Garoppolo too much. The run game was practically non-existent. And whether or not you want to give kudos to the Rams for that, or just or tell Shanahan that he's a terrible coach. It's up. It's up to you there, but I mean, we why don't, really why don't we say both. We can say both. Why not both? Right? I mean, honestly, based on how to based on how the Niners performed, like you know, honestly, I see the crazy thing is, and this is this probably this isn't a hot take in my honest opinion, but at some point the 49ers will need to move on from Kyle Shanahan as a head coach. I mean, they're going to move on from Garoppolo at the end of the season because while well, they've got Trey Lance waiting in the wings, but at some point you've got to realize like this guy can't close out games. I mean, you look at what he's done as of late to try like closing out games. He's outscored 53 to nothing in, in, in when, when he's leading in a four in the fourth quarter. Okay, we go back to the Super Bowl where the Falcons blew, where the Falcons blew the twenty-eight to three lead, and he was the offensive coordinator for that. Like he couldn't get the offense to do jack shit. Then the 49ers had a ten-point lead against Mahomes and the Chiefs just two years ago, and they ended up blowing. And the defense couldn't stop Mahomes, but the offense couldn't get anything done with Garoppolo either. And now you look at this game where you're up seventeen to three, and this and you're where you're up seventeen to three. You've got two you've got two score lead, and your offense can't do jack shit, and the defense lays an egg. Like, it like, 
at some point, Niners fans have to be pissed off at shit. They have to be pissed off and be a call for an outcry at Shanahan. Like, you can't actually expect to think that Kyle Shanahan is going to be the guy to coach you to a Super Bowl. Especially with who you have, like, on that team. Like, with especially who you have on the team, both offense and defense, minus their quarterback, of course. Hard to like disagree with you there because I see where you're coming from, but like I'm I I think I'm biased because I do like Shanahan as a coach, but I completely understand where you're coming from. But it's like right now, unfortunately, like what better coaches would you have out there in the market rather than Shanahan right now? I mean, Shanahan. There's really no coaches on the market to replace, which is where I see where you're coming from. But because it's like because like clearly like Shanahan has got them to these places, like. But it's like he can't seem to find a way to win the big ones that matter. That's what it exactly. comes down to. I mean, last year, like we said last week as well, like last year, I kind of just chalked that season up to they were just injury ridden and they couldn't get away from their injury bug on offense or defense. Um, then this year, like they go and draft a replacement for Jimmy G, and then Jimmy G is your quarterback all season. But like when I see Jimmy G play, like I wonder, like you have to wonder how bad does Trey Lance look? that he doesn't get into games. I mean, he didn't look great against the Texans. Exactly. Like, I just wonder, cause like clearly like coaches see more or less cause they're with the guys all day or yeah. Um, every day. Um, so it's like, I wonder like how badly does he actually have to look? And it's like, do they actually want to trade Jimmy G away? Because if Trey Lance isn't your guy, um, I, there's no really like, I don't see any moves for Jimmy G. Well, so, like, I mean, you could do a lot. You could do a lot worse than Jimmy G. I think you could do a lot worse than Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, my thing is, is that, well, well, the 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 continuing story of Jimmy Garoppolo can have a million different a million different outcomes here. But the thing is, though, is like, and I'm not trying to shit talk Garoppolo at all because he's not a terrible quarterback. In the regular season, in the playoffs, though, when he's made it, he seems to disappear out of like you expect, like, you know, yeah. And I'm not trying, and obviously, like, you know, Niners, well, let's be honest here, Niners fans got spoiled for Niners fans were spoiled for 20 years with uh, having Joe Montana and Steve Young as their quarterback, where they won five Super Bowls, too. And then after that, they go through the likes of Jeff Garcia, a revolving door of quarterbacks, Alex Smith. And then, uh, and then Colin Kaepernick, and then a revolving door of more quarterbacks, and now they have, and now they end up with Garoppolo. So the thing is, though, is like, I wouldn't say Garoppolo trading when they traded for Garoppolo, it wasn't a bad move. I mean, it no, really they, wasn't. I mean, they, at that point, weren't they going through everything with Kaepernick, and he was then out of the league at that point? Exactly. So they needed a quarterback. And yeah, I obviously- mean, let's be honest, like when everyone saw Jimmy G um, come in for those games where Brady was like suspended, everyone thought Jimmy G was like going to be the real deal. Everybody thought that Jimmy Garoppolo was going to be the quarterback for New England in the future, too. And he should have been. But we all know who we all know who put the kibosh on that. We'll talk about him later. <laughs> um. Uh, I don't know. The Niners, the Niners definitely know what they need to do in the offseason. Whether it's not whether or not they keep whether or not they keep Garoppolo is, is obviously up to John Lynch. Um, I I really think that if the Niners like don't do anything next next season, and obviously we still have a game to play here, but I think that whatever happens, like 
if the Niners can't get anything done next season or even the season after, they may have to move on from Shanahan. But again, with the Chiefs, we're spending more time talking about the losers of the game than the actual winners. And I mean, let's be honest, it's not the most exciting Super Bowl. It's really not going to be honest. Well, it's not. It's, honest, nice, it's but... nice we're actually seeing different quarterbacks. It's nice we're seeing different teams. I mean, yeah, the Rams were there just back. I mean, the Rams were just there a few seasons ago. I, I mean, there was this, I just saw a tweet that said this is the first time in 19 years we're not seeing a Super Bowl without without featuring either Brady, Manning, Big Ben, or the 49ers. This is very true. This is actually very like, at true. Least, at least we get something fresh. And like now, is, now you actually get to see like the turn of the NFL getting away from that era. Exactly. This is exactly what's happening there, which I like too. I mean, but the it, thing it's is... It's not like the big names we're used to seeing. I mean, Joe Burrow is, is making himself the face of the NFL, and I love it. Um, and I the mean, Rams are having a team that's built to win now, so well, if they actually yeah, if lose, they don't, then... If they don't win this year, though, that's what what happens to this team, because you, they... no, you have no draft picks in the next... <laughs> like, I don't think they have a draft pick for the next 45 years, it seems like. They don't I mean, have they a first-round pick until 2026, I believe. Yeah, the last time they had a first-rounder, wasn't didn't they take... um. Um, what's his face? The guy, the, the, the Goff. They took Goff as their last first round pick. Yeah, they took Goff, and he's in Detroit now. Yeah, and when was that? That draft was twenty sixteen, eight, seventeen, seventeen. No, sixteen. It was sixteen because Goff won one and once won two. Yep. So it's like you see that's like this I wanted team... to say seventeen, but then I'm like, no, wait a second. Once was already on the team. Um, uh, cause 17 was seven. I was going to say 17 was, 18, was when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, but, but it's like, we're actually getting to see like this new, a new change in the NFL. Um, and it's nice not seeing Mahomes in there, but it's like, nice not seeing any of the old guard, honestly. And right. I'm not going to call Mahomes the old guard because he's still, he's still, he's only he's 26. Still, he's still, yeah, he's a couple years older than us. He's only 26 still. So, but the thing is, though, is like when it comes to the younger quarterbacks here, like that we talk about, we didn't expect Joe Burrow. We were expecting everybody said that it would. Who, everybody was expecting either Allen or Mahomes to be the quarterback in the end, representing the AFC and in, in the team yeah, for I the mean, team in the AFC. Whoever whoever won the game, the Bills Chiefs game, we we said that they're the team going to the Super Bowl. And we were wrong about that. There, and you know, and a lot of people in the well. beginning of the season. It, like ESPN reporters and stuff, and all these sports reporters picked either the Bills or the Chiefs to come out of the AFC. Yeah, the the underdog Chiefs, right there, baby. I'm telling you, everybody picked them yeah, to no, go they, to the they, Super Bowl. I saw that. I, I believe it was the radio station that tweeted it out, and it, was, it like, was. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" I was like, no. you know, "Everyone expected you to to run the table this year, just because you guys had a couple bags. You guys finished with five losses. Piss off. You, you don't like." You're not underdogs. Don't Fuck don't off. don't claim don't claim to be underdogs when you're not. Joe Burrow is an underdog story. Um, Matt Stafford, I guess you would you consider him an underdog story? He played on Detroit. That's all I'm gonna say there. Yeah, tell, tell you the, what the biggest thing is out of the uh out of this Super Bowl. The, the, the SEC always wins, baby. We got two SEC quarterbacks going. Yeah, we've got Georgia other. versus LSU. Georgia versus LSU, baby. That. SEC always wins. SEC always wins. Honestly, you know what the crazy part of this is? Detroit fans are actually like thinking, like, oh, we've got some representation in the Super Bowl because not only are they talking, not only are they talking about Stafford, but they're also oh. talking about Eminem and the halftime show. A little eight mile going on. Um, no, yeah, yeah, it's like honestly though, I do think 
If you're a Detroit Lions fan, you can be an honorary Rams fan because Matt Stafford did literally like was your guy's savior for a while. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, I wasn't gonna go that far. I would not savior, but like your own, the only promising thing that came out of Detroit since Eminem. Hey, hey, hey! I mean, the hockey hockey team team. has been ever since Stafford got there has been atrocious. Hey, I was gonna say he played with Calvin Johnson for a few years, so well that helps. It does help, but well, no, well, eh, Detroit, Detroit, Detroit. Well. I don't want to go too much into it. Your basketball team hasn't been the same since the mid two thousands. Um, your hockey team hasn't been the same since the mid two thousands. Although, although, although Stevie Y has um uh, got them on the right track. Um, the Tigers have not been. The Tigers, you know, they're always up and down. But if there's a baseball season, we'll see what happens with them this season, especially with the moves they had. Huh? They're gonna be dog shit again. No, they actually signed. Uh, they signed Eduardo Rodriguez and they signed Javi Baez. And I mean, they've also they've also uh, acquired since they also acquired uh, the catcher from the Cincinnati Reds too. I was actually taking a look uh, a couple of days ago just to see like what free agency moves were made before the lockout. I think they'll actually be pretty decent because they actually were the hottest team in the second half of the la- of last season too. So we'll see what happens there. Um, uh, and then, well, there's the Lions, but. We, yeah, we'll see what happens. MCDC, he'll so, get them on the right Detroit track. Do they have a lacrosse team? Do they have a box lacrosse team? No, but they actually have. A, but they, I don't know if they have a like. I don't know if they have a soccer soccer club either, though. I know they used to have a soccer club, like it was called Detroit City FC, and I think they were in the USL or like NISA. But I don't know if they. I don't know if they're a thing anymore. It's got to be a sad world living in Detroit. I wouldn't want to live in Detroit either, but then again, but then, but then, but then again, I wouldn't want to live in a lot of places in this country. You know what? If we have, if we have any Detroit listeners, I'm sorry for us just bashing your city there for a minute. <laughs> they, a, they just, if you, if you came to this podcast, listen to our football takes, I'm just, you're a Lions fan. You just got thrown in here for no reason. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> and we apologize too. From the, from the top rope. From the top rope. Yeah. We'll, man, off the top rope, boys. Off the top rope. Oh God! But I guess I guess we can move into our next topic here because I don't want to actually go more into the Super Bowl until next week because oh we yeah, a couple... I mean, let's be honest. We like all right, AFC or NFC winning the Pro Bowl? Who gives a fuck? <laughs> yeah, are you even gonna watch? No, are you? I, my thing is is like this weekend is gonna suck because there's no hockey on. Because, well, there is hockey. They've got the Skills Challenge and the All Star Game. And See, I like honestly, the Skills Challenge. I like watching the Skills Challenge. It's gonna be outside, actually. Like they have a couple events, like outside, like in front of the fountain at the Bellagio. Yeah, did you see that uh, new thing they put in with that? Um, where the players are gonna be playing blackjack, but with like shooting. I did see that too. Yeah, that's that one is not that one is not at the in front of the Bellagio, but that one is also outside. I'm excited for that one. I'm excited um, to see Zegers in the skills competition, just based on the fact that what this kid can actually do. Honestly, if it, honestly, if I. If, Honestly, if I if I didn't think the Ducks logo was ugly, I actually would buy a jersey again. Oh, I I hundred percent agree. I mean, Zegers, the kid has. Oh, right, we're just going to hockey here for a minute. Zegers, I guess so. We're moving. Zegers has to be like he probably has a top selling jersey. I would think this year, just based on the fact of what he has done. So uh, you're just, just copying Paul Bissonnette. No, I know, but I'm not, am I wrong? Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. Honestly, I mean, well, I understand where you're coming from. They have an ugly logo, but it's like. He's Biz Nasty's not around. Speaking of Biz Nasty, let me jump back real fast. I'm on All Star Weekend. I am excited to see their Chicklets Cup on YouTube. 
uh i do i really do not pay attention i I really need to actually listen to the podcast actually i mean i just follow what i see on twitter and on instagram but that's really it honestly i actually need if i actually need to take some time and actually listen listen to the podcast yeah it's actually the stories that you get from like their interviews are actually really good the last time i actually listened to a podcast i forget who it was and now we're promoting another podcast, but well, it's a whatever. What? I, I, I don't. I love those. I love the Chickas podcast. So they were talking about. Forgot that they were talking about who they they were talking to somebody, and I guess they were on. I oh shit! What story was it? Uh, this was over the summer too, months ago. I forget who they were interviewing. Somebody from the Montreal Canadiens, actually, and it was him and a couple of his teammates, and he was telling Witten Biz about. About how they, I guess they were on like some fun, some trip in Canada, and they ended up coming across like a hitch. Like I guess like, got, I guess they ended up like getting like you know some guy was trying to pass them. They passed like some guy or whatever, and then next thing you know, the guy just starts following them and comes across and comes at, and like you know tries to get into a fight with them. And it turned out that the f- guy and that like tried to fight like. Like the guy, it turned out the guy that like they were passing and then passing like on the road and everything that was trying to fight the people on the Canadians or like the guy in the Canadians. Oh, this, was, this, this story was like a long time ago. This was like in the 80s because I know exactly what you're talking about. Where yeah, and the guy turned guy, out to be a fucking murderer. He was, yeah, he was a convict who just got out of prison and they uh like flipped him up. They were like at a stop sign or something and they flipped him off or something and then he told him to pull over, got out of the car and beat the shit out of them. Um, yeah, yeah. that was on. Um, what to say? I think they were talking to Nux there. Um, yeah, that was Nux. Yeah, th- yeah. So you know, yeah, but we're, yeah. So they flipped them off. So they he tried to pass them on the side of the road, get in front of them, and then he tried to beat the like it just like yeah. He was a cop. He was like a convicted murderer. Yeah, and then, and then he said he'll find them later, and then he uh, they got out of practice the next day, and their tires were slashed. Yeah, exactly. A fucking convicted murderer. What kind of shit is that? Oh, damn. Let's not get a convicted murderer on the podcast, please. How many people do you think you could beat in a fight? Me? Like, like, um, how many people do you think you could take out once in a fight? Take on in once in a fight? Yeah. Shit, maybe. Honestly, I'm going to hype myself up here. A solid two. Solid two? A solid two. A solid two. I'm going to hype myself up here a little bit. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to hype myself up. No more than two. No more than two. I can do a two on one. You know, like. I mean, I'm not, I'm not as skinny as I used to be, but I mean, like, I'm, sli- I'm slippery like butter. I mean, you know, the elusiveness is still a little bit there. I mean, my reflexes aren't what they used to. My reflexes aren't what they used to be, but they've, they, they have not deteriorated as much as I would say. But the only thing is, is I would say I've got old man knees, so it may be a problem just trying to like, you know, tire the fuckers out. But a solid two. How about you? Um probably two maybe maybe three depending on the size of people just because i'd use my height to my advantage yeah you'd use your height to your advantage i feel like i'd use my elusiveness and buttery for, like slipperiness uh, yeah for the listeners uh you, jake's challenging out, go, jeremy i am six eight yeah jake's challenging all comers to a fight come one come all he says if you can beat him in a fight he will take you out to dinner Speaking of that, if if anyone ever paid for me to go down and fight in a rough and rowdy, I would sign up and fight in a rough and rowdy. I'll sign you up next time. <laughs> I'll have you fight. I'll have you fight the shortest one too. All right, Paul versus Small. Wow, we really got off topic. We were talking about Zegers jersey, and now we got the fighting. <laughs> we're off topic. Spe- speaking of fighting, 
let's let's actually start. Let's actually yeah, start. Nice, seg- nice segue there. You're, you're, nice. you're a true podcaster. I am a true podcaster. I guess we'll go off the football beaten path here, and we'll go into fighting here. Although we will say it's staged fighting, but we'll go into the WWE and we will talk about the results of the Royal Rumble. And I will say this. I am very pissed off that Brock Lesnar won the men's Royal Rumble. He did not. He should not have won it. Okay. All he could still have taken on Bobby Lashley at Elimination Chamber. They did not need to have him enter in, in at number 30 after he had already lost the WWE, uh, the WWE championship match. But enough of my ranting. Did you actually watch the Rumble? Um, I, so I watch a little bit of it. Like I, I have, um, Peacock and stuff. So I like watch a little bit of it and I mostly the next day, like after I knew everything that happened. So I watch a little bit of it. Like, like I said, like I don't follow wrestling like I used to, but I still follow it like a decent amount, but I, it seems like, I mean, I get why they always have Lesnar win is because he's a guy that actually does bring eyes to the sport still. Unlike, unfortunately, like, a lot of their newer talent cannot. Sadly, because... That's the issue. That's why they always keep having him win being the spotlight, because he's still, no matter if you love him or hate him, and I know that he, they turn him to a baby face now, um, so the people actually like him instead of booing when he comes out. Um, but it's like... I will always boo him. I've never been Oh, a me fan. too. I've never liked Brock Lesnar. Um, but I mean, like, unfortunately, like, he does bring eyes to that sport. Like, well, I mean... I mean, it's kind of hard not to, like, because who, who else are you going to put there? Well, I mean, my thing is, it, my thing is this, honestly. I mean, looking at the competitors of the men's Royal Rumble compared to the competitors in the women's Royal Rumble, I mean, I'm not too familiar with like the women's division of the WWE anymore as much as I used to because, well, you just like the bra and panty matches, you sicko. <laughs> no, that's you. That's you. Uh, you have me. You have me confused with other sickos. Well, I uh, mean, actually, speaking of, can I, well, can I can I jump in here real, just real fast? Go ahead. When me and, when me and my brother, uh, you know, uh, me and Zach, when we were young boys, young lads, probably about five to six years old, we had the WWE game yeah. on our PS2 or whatever it was. Oh, and we would just go in and play the brawn panty matches. Of course you fucking <laughs> would. Uh, of course you would, you sickos. No. Well, I mean. It's actually the the women's division is actually improved. The women's division's actually improved in terms of like talent and like oh, yeah. ever since, actual ever wrestling. Since did the, ever since in like 2016 when they did the women's revolution, like the one like it's actually the women's wrestling now is actually exciting, which is good for them compared to like when I was a kid and it would just be like you know dancing around matches, in the ring. Yeah. Uh, my my me I I would want to I would watch and then my dad would be like I'm not watching this shit. This isn't wrestling. We're turning oh, this yeah, off. They used to put I mean, them- all they would used to do is flaunt the women around in their like little bikinis and stuff and have them fight for five minutes just to get all the sick freaks just a little horned up. And then they brought yeah. the guys back out. And then they brought now the they guys actually, back the women out. actually have eyes on the sport, which is a great thing for them because exactly. their matches are sometimes, uh, sometimes they are more exciting than men matches in some of the pay per views. Oh, 100%, 100%. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Like I said, I was more impressed by the talent in the women's Royal Rumble than I was in the men's. I mean... You weren't impressed with Johnny Knoxville in the men's? I was more impressed with Bad Bunny. I mean, my guy had two fucking eliminations until he came toe to toe with Brock Lesnar. I mean, 20 years... I mean, going back to the women's knockout, I mean, you and I had talked about this, like, earlier today. I mean... 
I knew that Ronda Rousey was coming back because she had just had a baby and everything. So, like, okay, it's just a matter of, like, when she was coming out. Was she going to be number 30? Was she going to be, like, in the, mi- in the mid to late 20s? She came out at number 28. And, I mean, the thing is, though, is, like, I knew she was going to win. The only thing is, though, it was just a matter of who who she would end up being, who she would end up eliminating to win. And, you know, it is what I mean, it it, it is what it is there. I mean, you can't ha- <laughs> you can't have the you can't have the women's champion winning the Royal Rumble. I mean, that's that doesn't seem right in my honest opinion. So it made sense there. But then for the men's Royal Rumble. I was hearing rumors and like talking with other people like about how there's like an open door entrant or whatever. And I'm thinking, thinking to myself, all right, this could be cool. They haven't done open door entrant in years. And the open door entrant means like, it's like, it's a mysterious like participant. Yeah. So like, I'm thinking like, okay, are they going to bring in somebody from AEW or are they going to do this? And I'm thinking, and I've thought to myself, oh, it would be so fucking cool if they brought like, you know, if, if Daniel Bryan came back I, or like, I know CM Punk would never come back because he hates Vince no, McMahon. CM Punk hates, yeah. Yeah. He hates Vince McMahon. But well, then isn't, I isn't to, Chris Jericho coming back? I, I was hoping Jericho would came back. I heard the, rumors that he was coming back. So I was thinking him possibly being that. Yeah. I mean, they could like Everybody would just go nuts if Jericho came out. That would have been cool. Nope, number 30, Brock Lesnar. Don't get me started on Johnny Knoxville. Why the fuck was he in the Royal Rumble? Um, <clears throat> that, they, because they probably didn't have any more athletes to fill it. Who they thought, uh, who no, knows? They fired, they, no, they literally fired too many people in the men, like on the men's side. That's literally well, it there. Unfortunately, but, WWE needs to step up and needs to get back towards like an attitude era of how they are because AEW is competing with them. Oh, exactly. I AEW mean, my, is getting all the wrestlers that people want to see and actually make it. And like, it's kind of graphic still and like the stuff they say, and it's not watered down like Disney stuff, which Vince McMahon is putting out right now. Todd Turner doesn't, well, Turner, Turner Broadcasting doesn't give a fuck about what they say, about what's said. Whereas um, Vince McMahon is actually becoming more PG and does need to, well, it's actually becoming PG thirteen in a way. But the thing is, though, is like it would have been much cooler if somebody from AEW just competed in the Royal Rumble, because even though AEW and the WWE are quote unquote rival companies, and that's just because of how the Rhodes' relationship was with the McMahons, but. I wouldn't call it like a true rivalry. I mean, I don't know what the, I mean, I don't know what the ratings are compared for AEW. Like AEW doesn't actually compete like on a diff on one single night with either WWE, um, uh, with either WWE show. They're on Wednesday nights on TNT. Like they have their own night. Yeah. It's not like it's not like the Monday Night Wars of the nineties. No. Like, yeah, but I wish it would get back to that because like wrestling growing up, like for me, was always so exciting because it was. Like when I remember, it was kind of it was just getting out of that like attitude era, but it was still had that it still had that like toughness to it. And now it's all this. I mean, as soon as we both saw Lesnar come out of thirty, you knew he was winning. Oh, I knew he was winning too. I mean, I was told that like, oh, it's most likely going to be Lesnar. He's going to win the Rumble, and I'm like, oh fuck this shit. I was, I mean, I was mad like when the Royal Rumble started, like, because it started out with the championship match for the Universal Title, and like. Reigns got disqualified and started attacking Seth Rollins. I'm like, this is disappointing. Then the Women's Royal Rumble came, and I was actually more impressed. I was actually very impressed by that. And then it was the WWE. 
and then it was the um uh, the like I forget if it was the WWE Championship or the Mrs. Match first. I mean, both match both matches. Well, the Mrs. Match actually was very entertaining because it was interesting to see him and him and Maurice versus uh, Edge and Beth Phoenix. Like you have the husband and wife tag teams there, and I and and Beth like, Phoenix messing up the Miz. That was hilarious. That was fucking hilarious. I hate. I'm not. I've never been a huge fan of the Miz. Um. Uh, and then, like, the Men's Royal Rumble, I'm just like, okay. Like, we get this started, and I'm just thinking to myself, all right, who's actually going to be, like, um, uh, who's actually going to be a dark horse in this? <laughs> I see Johnny Knoxville come out halfway through, and I'm like, oh, well, this is fucking bullshit now. And then I knew Bad Bunny was going to come into the Royal Rumble and participate, but I didn't think my guy would have two eliminations. <laughs> well, didn't they have him in the Rumble last year, and he got eliminated right away? Um. He was at WrestleMania, actually. He partake, he participated in a tag match at WrestleMania, too. Okay. Because I, I'm pretty sure he was also in the Rumble last year, but was eliminated right away. And I do remember him at WrestleMania. But it's like, I, I would have liked to see Johnny Knox. I mean, Johnny Knox will even point at the WrestleMania sign. Let my guy win. <laughs> bad buddy headlining bad buddy headlining wrestlemania taking on taking on bobby lashley or brock lesnar or even like, Roman make, make it all the make it all the jackass guys like 8v1 versus whoever the wwe champion that will be at that point <laughs> we're trying to get ratings for the sports not comedic efforts here well i think comedy think, does create think ratings. Get, i think it'll get ratings I think it'll get ratings potentially 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 Oh god. Can you imagine just Wee Man just trying to fuck up, say like Bobby Lashley? <laughs> Speaking of little man, did you see Hornswoggle come out? No, Hornswoggle did not come out. He didn't participate. Hornswoggle came out during the women's one. <laughs> or this was um yeah, he came out during the women's one. No, he didn't! I watched the whole damn thing! Yes, he did. I will I will literally send you the link. <laughs> I don't remember Hornswoggle. <laughs> I know there was a lady, and I know that there was a lady fucking like talking on a mic, and she got thrown out of the ring like three seconds in. Yes, I will send you the link to it because Hornswoggle was there. He crawled out from under the ring. Send me this link. I'm intrigued. I might go find it on my likes on Instagram if I can even. I'm old. I don't know how to do that. (laughs) Oh my god, I would have remembered. I would have remembered that little shit fucking coming out. Isn't he like? Isn't he like forty? Gotta be around there. Like he looks disgusting. Oh god, ooh, ooh, the hornswoggle. That's terrible. That's not oh, god, no way. No fucking How does way. one get to their liked pictures on Instagram? Go to the settings there. Um uh I'm pretty sure you do you remember the account? No. Okay. Go go to <laughs> go to settings. Yeah. And then it would be like under account. And then I think it would be under and then I think there's a section that says posts you liked, and it'll tell you all the posts that you liked. Literally all the posts. That's where I thought it was, but there's not there. You know, I'll find. I'll send it to you after the pod. Um, so, so we're not we're not trying to help me figure this out just on the pod. All people. Are I listening. guess we're all over the place. If, there's, if people are still tuned in at this point, uh, well, welcome, welcome to the shit show that is this week's episode of the Lonely Heart Sports Podcast. Well, we're bound for one eventually. I mean, so it is what it is there, but. I don't know. I'm disappointed. I was disappointed with the result of the Men's World Rumble. I mean, yeah. I I mean, you don't need to have Brock Lesnar. My opinion on Lesnar is this: they don't need to keep having him come back every like three years and sign him to like a year and a half deal and have him wrestle like five matches. It makes no fucking sense. My, Especially my if- problem is with him. Like whenever he gets in an actual match, 
you see about 20 F5s from him, which is his finishing move. Like, that's all you see from him. But, like like I said, the only reason he keeps coming back is because he brings the ratings. It's Paul Heyman carrying him. I mean, Paul Heyman, Paul Heyman gets ratings as well. Paul Heyman's been getting ratings for like 30 years. He's been doing this like for – he's been doing this for as long as I've we've been alive. I mean, uh, I don't know. My thing – my uh, well, we'll see what happens at the Elimination Chamber, which is in Saudi Arabia for some odd reason. I never really thought I would see like an actual pay-per-view uh, event. Well, I guess we don't have to call it pay-per-view anymore because you can watch on Peacock. But like some main like actual events happening like outside of the country that isn't like – uh, like a house show or like a flagship like Raw or SmackDown. So, I mean, I can understand. I'm, I'm kudos to them, like expanding the international audience. But I was shocked when, when they said it was going to be in Saudi Arabia. I'm like, wow. OK, damn. Oh, well, moving back to football, because we got so off topic. Saturday, it was reported by mainstream media uh, geniuses. Aaron um, Schefter, first one reported. Adam, Adam Schefter and Jeff Darlington of ESPN that <laughs> Tom Brady, who quite possibly is one of the greatest to have ever played in any American sport ever, was retiring from the National Football League after 22 seasons. If this, if this is reported, I, I mean, this whole saga that happened on Saturday is amazing. Schefter and Darlington reported this at like what two in the two three in the afternoon that Brady was retiring. Then all of a sudden, like there was reports that the Bucks GM said, "Oh no, he's not retiring." Then Arians came out and said, "Oh, he didn't tell me he was retired." Then Tom Brady's father came and said, "No, he's not retiring." But yet ESPN is deciding to stick by Schefter. And over the past couple of days, they have been talking about, like, best moments from Brady's career. They're, they're sticking by everything Schefter and Darlington have said. I mean, they're most likely going to be right, in my honest opinion. But I, they literally, like, just jumped fucking ship on this story here. Yeah, so when it was reported that he was, like, retired or whatever he is at this point, I thought something was up with it because I thought for sure we would have had... If Brady's retiring, I'm pretty sure he's going to be the one to release it and release a video. Um, He is too big of a name for it to be released in the media. Um, So, like, right now, Brady's on actually vacation with his family right now, and I'm, I heard... um, I forget what I was listening to, but they said that he just got into, like, a text saying, oh, you're like getting texts from people saying, congratulations on retirement. And he was like, what's going on? And so it's like, who, I do think that Brady will retire this year, but I think he wanted to do it on his own doing. Um, And with it being leaked and stuff, I don't know if he actually will now just to either spite these guys or what, but it's like, oh, like when, I, when I saw it, like, I, I felt like something was off. I'm like, that just seems odd that like he didn't come out and say anything about it. And everyone's like talking about it. Well, I mean, my thing is, is that like, because I was out and about again on Saturday and I, next thing I know, my phone's blowing up Brady, Brady, Brady. I'm like, wait, what the fuck is happening? He actually fucking did it. Holy shit. And that's when I had told you like originally, but as the story, like as the day went on and as the story changed and everything, I'm thinking to myself to say, like, it was made into a meme. Like he actually may not retire just to spite everybody and just, you know, wreck havoc on the league for one more season, which I wouldn't be surprised if he does do if he does do, if he does do that actually. 
I mean, I would not be surprised if he came out, if he said out of out of spite that he's not retiring, returns for one more year, and decides to try and wreck havoc on the entire league again, and then actually retire. I mean, let's be honest. Like, Brady's going to be turning 45, but it's like, he still probably has, I would say, probably another two years in the league at least dominating. That, um, yeah, that's the like, crazy like, part. It's crazy to say that he, like, he's going to be 45 in a, when's his birthday? A couple days, right? His birthday's coming up. I know yeah. that. And it's like, and to say that, like, he would, like, if he did retire, he's still leaving, like, some of his best play on the table is crazy. But it's like, I didn't think he would go off, like, on that. Like, I would have thought maybe after the game, if he was going to be retired, he would have announced it there. And then, like, his social media team. Because we, we've seen him in recent years now do these, like, Instagram videos, like, talking to people. And so it's like, with him not doing it, it just brought me some question marks. It's like, so what is actually going on here? Because, like, it didn't feel, like, right in my pocket. But, like, then I got to thinking about it, like, I saw more and more. I'm like, maybe he is retired. And it's, like, got to be a weird feeling for me. It's like, as much as he, like, is pain to me and how much I've hated him throughout, like, his career, it would have been weird to see the – it's going to be a weird day once the NFL doesn't have Brady in it anymore. Oh, I mean, well, when the man retires, like, the old guard officially is gone. Like, without a doubt. I mean, it's going to happen eventually. But the thing is, though, is, like, you just don't know when it's going to happen. That's the crazy part. Like, everybody thought it was happening on Saturday. It may actually happen, like, at the end of the off, at the end of the season, too. We don't know. Yeah. And, well, people are speculating as well because um, I don't know if you've seen the man in the arena at all yet or not on ESPN+. Plus. Um, the last episode was supposed to come out um, last or this past week, and it hasn't yet. And people were thinking that's where he's going to like announce his retirement and stuff, because like the last episode was supposed to come out on, on Tuesday or whatever it was. And, and it, it hasn't come out yet. It hasn't come out yet. So people are speculating that. Um, but it's like, I I don't get like, that's that's a big story to fuck up if you're Adam Schefter. That is a big story to fuck up if you're ESPN in general. And to, like, stand by the reporting, I mean, I, I can understand that you don't want, like, you know, not stand by your employees doing their, attempting to do their, trying to do their damn jobs. But at the same time, like, you're actually, like, reporting a major news story that not only fabric, that, that not only, you know, is for, like, the NFL, but it's also, like, reporting, like, you know, something in regards to all of American sports and American culture as well as you think about it, because this man has been around for a generation and a half, I guess I could say. I mean, he's, he's had three hall of fame careers and one career. Exactly. Exactly. Post. I mean, you had, you had the underdog Brady, like that. Nobody like, you know, just that nobody expected what happened with the three super bowls, uh, the two super bowl MVPs and everything. Then you had the post ACL. Then you had like the post ACL uh, tear Brady, like when they weren't they winning. Any, Super they didn't Bowls. win any Super Bowls, but he got two MVPs. He got two MVPs and made two Super Bowl appearances. And then you had like the second incarnation of the Patriots dynasty, and like I guess like you can like you know Tampa Tom, uh, Tampa Tom uh, Brady, like you know wins. Three, he wins four more so he wins four more Super Bowl titles. He wins a few wins another MVP. Wins he another wins couple Super Bowl MVPs. Wins three Super Bowl MVPs and practically breaks all passing records in NFL history. 
records that will never be topped, by the way, depending on how long the young guns uh, stay in the NFL. I mean, if they choose to stay at least 20 seasons, kudos to them. But, I mean, when all is said and done, if he retires at the end of the season, if he, reti- if he, if he wakes up tomorrow morning and says, you know what, fuck it, Adam Schefter's right, I'm retiring. First off, thank you for two Super Bowls and thank you for two great days in Giants history. Much appreciated, my guy. Especially going 18, especially going 18 and one in one season. I really appreciate that. Ha, thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Um, uh, oh, but also, fuck you for losing to the Eagles. That fan base will never shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, though, back in all seriousness here, you have somebody that is at the pin, like I wouldn't say he's the pin, like he's the all be all know all end all of America of of sports in the United States, but he's pretty damn close. He's one of the be all know all end alls of F of players to have ever played in the, in the history of the National Football League. But then when it also comes to the greatest athletes of all time in sports in North America. He's up there as well. Is he on my Mount Rushmore? No, he's not on my Mount Rush. I, 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 he's not on my Mount Rushmore of goats in any of all sports. He's not on my uh, Mount Rushmore how? of how. If you took the four major sports and you had to pick, pick an athlete from each of those sports, how is he not on there, bro? I'm not picking athletes just from the four major sports. There are other sports. Well, yes, but I'm saying, all right, I get that, but I would still, he would still be on mine. Not on mine. Wow. Not on mine. I mean, how can, I don't get how you can't. I mean, just with the career he's had and just like, no one, like, football is the epitome of a team sport. Of my Mount Rushmore of athletes. In the history of of sports in the United States, in the United States, Michael Jordan, agree. Tiger Woods, agree. Muhammad Ali, okay. Babe Ruth, fuck Babe Ruth. No. Yes. The man has been, no, the man has been dead since nine. The man has been dead longer than most grandparents have been alive. And if you've the, seen the videos that serve to him, like hitting, like playing baseball, he shouldn't be on your Mount Rushmore. Okay, okay. he All played right. in a fucking dead ball era where he dominated. He was a fat fuck. He was a he was a great pitcher who was skinny in Boston. Came to New York, put on a fuck, put on a shit ton of pounds, and ended up becoming one of the greatest power hitters of all time in a no. dead ball era. He he literally brought an end to the dead ball era and the man is still talked about whether you want and the man is still talked about and revered no, at, least in baseball. Throw, at least throw Gretzky over there ahead of I said in the United move. States I thought you said you like playing sports in the United States no in the United States oh. in American American oh fuck Babe Ruth still shouldn't be on there no nah. Babe Ruth is the greatest baseball player of all time. The man actually saved the man saved baseball after the after the Black Sox scandal of 1919. The man is still talked about, whether or not people think he's real or fake. Uh, that's a, that's a shout out to you, Jared Carabas. Um, uh, 
from uh, Bar- from Barstool Sports uh, starting nine in section ten. But um, the man hasn't played a game since, since the thirties, and the man's been dead since the forties, and he's still talked about to this day. And honestly, what really kills me is a lot of people. If I'm I'm actually surprised. I'm actually like you know. I'm really surprised, like, you know, in terms of boxing, I'm actually surprised, like, you know, why'd you put, like, why'd you pick Ali there? But I'm glad that you didn't say that because I would have gone on a tangent about that. I mean, I can see why you would put Ali up there. Like, I personally wouldn't just because, like, boxing to me isn't a pulverizing sport to a lot of Americans. No, I mean, but the thing is, though, is the man is more, the man, I, God rest his soul. The man is not only is a man a cultural icon, but the thing is, though, is the man shocked. First off, it starts off when he won the gold medal in 60, uh, when he won the gold medal in Rome for boxing. Then it goes to when he shocked the world as a 22 year old boxer, beating the heavyweight champion of the world, then kicking the shit out of him a year later. Obviously, there was the three year ban and everything, but because of draft dodging and whatever you want to call it. But how the man transcended boxing. Again, the man hasn't, um, again, the man didn't box since the 70s. The man has, you know, these are, pe- the people that I have mentioned are on my Mount Rushmore because even though they don't play the game anymore, and obviously, like, you know, well, one of them still does play the game, but not full time. But even though two of them haven't participated in their retroactive sports for a long time, and the other one, really hasn't but still has an act still has like you know some sort of activeness in his sports because tiger's still a current athlete but michael jordan will still be talked about long after i'm gone long I, after I agree gone. i agree with woods i agree with the woods and i agree with woods and um woods saved jordan. golf Woods yes. saved golf i mean what, what had, did you say wouldn't you say then barry bond saved baseball with the steroid era Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa saved baseball with the 98 home run chase. I would say, and this is what, and this is what my thing is, is that again, yeah, we're going to talk about bonds like long after we're dead, but people have generations have happened since Ruth has died and we're still, and people still talk about him. People, we will die and people will still talk about Babe Ruth, in my opinion. We will die and people will still talk about Muhammad Ali. We will be dead and about Michael Jordan. And, and we're going to be dead and people Tiger will still talk about Brady. Let's be honest. No, I agree there. I, agree how, can, I, 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 just, don't, I just don't agree with that. how he's not on your Mount Rushmore. Like, I just, I just can't fathom that. Like, I think he would be my, my either 1-1 one, one or 1-2. One, I mean... Because I honestly think, like, as much I as I love, I, as much as I love Tiger Woods and hate Brady, I think, I think you got to go Jordan, then Brady, then Woods. I mean, it's it pains me. To, I mean, my thing is, is I'm not trying to be a because he is one of the greatest players in NFL history. For the best He's player in NFL history. I I I, I I I saw clips of Rice. I saw clips of Rice, but Jerry Rice has receiving records that will never be broken. Um. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like that his t- uh, uh, quarterbacks aren't quarterbacks aren't true athletes. Quarterbacks, his type of quarterback isn't a true athletic person. Uh, isn't a true athletic like athlete. An well, athlete. Yeah, but athlete. He, he is not an athlete. Athlete, but he is probably one of the smartest athletes ever. I mean, if yes. you're, you're you're playing in a sport where you get hit every week, and you're playing until you're forty five. 
Oh, I, I, you're not wrong there. It's just that, as I mentioned, I really think that another part of it is that the cultural aspect. Yes, Brady is one of the greatest athletes of all time. Brady has made athletes, Brady has made athletes like, you know, consider, Brady has made athletes like consider that they can actually play into their 40s and into their 50s, whether or not they choose to is that. But the cultural aspect of everything, like, you're not seeing, you're, you're not see you're not see like, Brady is, Brady gets referenced and people will still continue to talk about Brady. But the thing is, though, is the cultural aspect. Everybody wanted to be like Mike. Everybody, everybody was like, I'm Tiger Woods. I'm Tiger Woods when they would play golf. Boxers always, always, box, like, people, like, well, people, like boxers. They could be. Yeah, they want, yeah, exactly. Flow like a butterfly, sting like a bee. And then for ba- for Roof, I just got to mention, I just got to mention a sandlot. Who the hell is baby Roof? <laughs> and everybody just looks at, and everybody just looks at him and he's like, what the fuck know. did I you just don't, say? I don't think you can put Babe Roof in there. I'm sorry. I think you have to, I, I think it's because you're a biased Yankees fan. <laughs> you're just, yeah, a biased Yankees fan that wasn't even, that, whose dad wasn't even alive when Babe Roof played. Okay, the only people that were alive when Babe Ruth actually my grandparents weren't even alive when Babe Ruth played. So I don't know. I just I just disagree with him being the in the Mount Rushmore. I think that's the one more of a, I another thing my biasness too is that as much as I love football, I'm more of a baseball fan. Exactly. That's where so I'm not as big of a baseball fan as you. Another thing too is that when it comes to goats in North American sports, yes. People don't. People aren't gonna like. Where is Gretzky? Where, uh, where, 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 where would Serena Williams be? When you want to talk about goats in all of sports, though, worldwide, like now, 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 you've got like a whole nother debate. You've got like the athletes that we've just mentioned. Then we're gonna talk. Then we're gonna bring in soccer, whether it's Messi, Ronaldo, players would you, before would you them. Put Pele, if there was a soccer one, would you put Pele in it? Yeah, I would. Would you put I, him over Messi? Three World Cups and bringing the game to America is greater than um, uh, a 30 club, 35 club trophies for for Barcelona, in my opinion. But I, I would say they're one in 1A. Okay. But I just wanted to see where you stood there. I would just say to see, that, Just to see you're not completely crazy with not putting Brady in your North American one. But you know what? Well, well, well. As, hey, I'm not – hey, hey, uh – I'm not. Hey, I'm not saying. Hey, I'm not saying that he's. Hey, I'm not saying that he's not one of the greatest. I'm just saying he's not my Mount Rushmore. Argue the these type of things create debates there. All right, I get that. All right, if we're doing, if we're doing the four major North American sports, is he on there at least for the football? At least for the football. So it would be Jordan for basketball. Jordan basketball. Gretzky hockey. I'm still sticking with Babe Ruth for baseball. I got to. If he's on my Mount Rushmore for one, I mean, he's yeah, I mean, you'd be stupid not to if you had him on your Mount Rushmore <laughs> of all time for <laughs> of all time then... for, for United States sports. <sighs> Would you put Brady football? See, my thing is, is that I'm. See, my thing is, is that I'm torn here because I could go either Brady, I could go Rice, I could go Jim Brown, I could go like those would be my three options there. I mean. Jim Brown doesn't have all the records for rushing, but the thing is, though, is like 
everybody talks about everybody still mentions him like in the air like rarefied air, rarefied air of greatest running backs of all time but and that's, when we get when we get 50 years down the road people are still gonna be talking about like trying to break brady's record oh exactly that's the thing that's exactly what it is there so like nobody's gonna break those records nobody's gonna break jerry rice's records like but you know, and you know about, i'm not being biased because i hate brady no i know you're not <sighs> i'm torn i really am like do i really like I really want to. Say, I want to say yes, but my thing is, is that like, I really want to say yes, but the thing is, though, you want to put Eli Manning, don't you? There, you fuck. No, I no, I want put no, I no. Actually, I want to put JP Lossman and I. No, wait, who is the who lost to Brady the most as quarterback for the Bills? I want to put that guy in. That guy was a hero, Ooh, a true guy. hero. <laughs> JP Lossman. We've been, uh, we've been through too many quarterbacks because Lossman was like here for a cup of tea. Um, Trent Edwards. Trent that's Edwards. on the Mount Rushmore. That Trent, dude's on the it would probably, Rushmore. It would probably be – would it be no? Because Edwards is only here for a couple years as well. It would probably be Fitz. It has to be Fitzpatrick. You're right. It, well, are you talking about – let's see. You you keep talking. I'm going to look it up for us. Fitz had to be there for a while. Nah, honestly, I pro- – I never saw Rice play. I've only seen clips. I like. I've only seen clips. I mean, Rice retired like when I Rice retired like when finally like when I was just starting to get into football. But man, he just made it look so easy as a wide receiver. I mean, he had Joe Montana and Steve Young to throw him the ball too. But the thing is, though, is he just made defenders look silly. He even made Dion look silly, and Dion's one of the greatest cover people of all time. Oh boy. Fuck Mount Rushmore's. This is why I hate debates. Yeah. You know what? Like you, you said, what? The, the debates cause conversation, so it's a good thing. It is a good thing. You know what? I'm just going to fucking please you here, and I'll say yes just to shut you the fuck up. How well, about that? Because I feel like a lot of people will agree with me that Brady has to – we're talking about the, just the four North American sports. Brady has to be on there. So the thing is, though, is, like, if you talk to somebody our age, yes. People our age will say Yes. We're going to discount the entire region of New England because they're just going to be a bunch of sucking, dick-sucking fuckheads, okay? We can disregard their opinions. And if anybody from New England's listening to this, go fuck yourself, you fucking jabronis. Um, uh, but the thing is, though, is, like, when it comes to other eras, like, so you can talk to somebody my dad's age. My dad will say Jerry Rice. My dad's age, people my dad's age will say Jerry Rice. I'm pretty sure, like, like, when you talk to somebody like our grandparents' age, they'll say like Jim Brown. They'll probably they'll bring up Gail Sayers. They'll they'll bring up fucking God knows who. Gail Sayers, Jim Brown, Terry Bradshaw, um, uh, Lynn Swan, uh, Franco Harris, um, and you know shit. I mean anybody from like any, anywhere from the sixties and seventies. I mean people my dad like like when it comes to people our my our parents' age, it'll be like Barry Sanders, Jerry Rice, um. You know, uh, let's see, uh, you know, Joe Montana, you know, now you've got our age, like you can say like, like our generation will probably like, you know, say Brady. But the thing is, though, is like the haters will probably just want to throw in a Manning or a Breeze or somebody like that just to spite people. And I'm not trying to cause spite out of any of this at all. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, if you're throwing, like, you can't throw, you can't throw Manning above Brady. If you if you're doing that, you're crazy and don't know football. Well, I mean, there's a lot of people that don't know sports. I mean, it it, it really kill it, it kills me about 
it kills me with some of the conversations I've had over time. It really does, honestly. Or it kills me with some of the takes I see on Facebook. Uh, we're talking about bringing the weekly dose of Pisca right now. Oh hell yeah! But that's about it. There, not worth my time. Not not worth my time this week. I it's actually haven't seen day. anything crazy from Pisca yet this week. On a he said show. that the he said that the Bills should just play. He he said the Bills should just play in the Super Bowl no matter what. I said no way, no way. Get over. They lost. Get over it. What the hell, <laughs> Pisca? You know we we don't deserve to be there. Um, <laughs> Pisca, well, root for. At least we didn't say anything stupid like Josh Allen needs to go when the new when Dayball leaves. At least we didn't say anything stupid like that. Oh, he, not yet. At least he he could be hearing us right now. He could be eventually be like, oh shit. Um, oh yeah, I just went on to Facebook and I just saw the I just saw this thing about the Bills just playing in the Super Bowl. Anyways, did you see my comment? Uh, yep, <laughs> yep, I did. <laughs> Give that a like. Give it a like. I will. Yes, let's go. Go. That's that's two likes and a laugh. Let's go. Um, uh, but no, I mean, if it happens, we can talk more about it with Brady. We can get into more debate if you want here. I want to hear. So, um, gun to your head, Brady played next year. Yes or no? Gun to my head, Brady's playing next year. Shit. No. I, would you say if you you were asked is Brady playing next year? Yes or no? And you get the question wrong, you get shot clearly. What's your answer? Oh, my answer is yes. And knowing my luck, I'd be wrong. And he's announcing his retirement tomorrow. So good. So good luck finding a co-host, buddy. Well, we talk about him every week. I'll just bring him on until I find someone with reasonable takes. <laughs> I love how you would ask Paiska first before you would ask your own brother. Zach wouldn't do this. This is very true. Zach also would. I'm trying to think of any. You know, I'm not trying to be mean or anything. Would Zach actually have reasonable takes? Um, I don't really know like what sports Zach does and doesn't watch. I know he watches the Bills. Um, I don't think he watches the Sabers. No, he probably doesn't. Um, doesn't we know. Really, we know he, he, he watches. Soccer. Well, he actually watches Liverpool now with me. Oh, you! Oh, you! Fi- I, oh, you I turned him. You turned him. Oh, you turned, turned him, him to the dark side. Um, oh, good, good for you. Good for you. At least he's watching soccer finally, and not lying about it. Yeah, just ride a Messi's dick for years. <laughs> and then when he, oh God, oh well, it is what it is. There. Um, let's see here. Speaking of soccer, we'll move into our final topic finally, and we've actually reached more time than I thought we would have had, but it is what it is. There. Um. Just quickly want to go into the World Cup qualifying for CONCACAF. And I just want to express my disappointment of how we have to wait until March to see the U.S. men's national team actually qualify for the World Cup. I'm very disappointed. Terrible 2-0 loss to Canada. Terrible. We're we're a better team than Canada. I don't get it. I wouldn't say we're – I mean, we are a better team when you look on On paper, paper. On paper, we are a better team. Yes, on paper, we are a better team. I just think it comes down to coaching. I really do. I mean, Burhalter, like... It's a joke. The crazy... You know, the sad thing is, I hate Burhalter, but at the same time, like, he won us, like, two trophies. Like, yeah, okay. I mean, it's I mean the, he's the best we've had in a while. We go through past U.S. men's national team coaches. Yeah, well, exactly. That's exactly what it is there for that. I'm just like, ugh. Like, I'm just like, ugh. Like, it's why like we're, 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 st- we're stuck in this little, like, thing here. It's like... We don't have the best coach, but like we've had we don't have the worst coach. It's like it's like we're kind of stuck. I feel like the men's national team right now is kind of stuck in that thing because uh, this year we've had a couple like 
a couple of disappointing losses in the the World Cup qualifiers. Yeah, I mean, like where we should be winning these games and we're not. It's I don't. We can't play. I, for I don't get why we didn't. I don't home. get why we didn't start Pepe. I I get still blows my mind is why we didn't start him against Canada. Yeah, well, my, what boggles my mind is that like we actually we can't win away from home. I mean, look at look at our results like south of Mexico. I mean, we were yeah, we barely win- one, we tied one one to Jamaica. Yeah, we drew to El Salvador too. Yeah. Um, I believe we all we barely beat Honduras. I mean, we're 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 clawing away to get points from these games that we should easily be winning. And I mean, I'm not trying to call out Canada at all at this point because they have a they are in their golden generation with who they have, like between Kyle Laren, Tejan Buchanan, Jonathan yeah. David, Alfonso Davies, who wasn't even playing because he's got like heart prop, like he's got he's got yeah, like he a heart with me. He was watching the game at home. Yeah, he has like but a hard like, review I, we, or something. I get we drew Canada earlier this year back in what was it like September when the first qualifiers came around? Yes. We drew Canada and now like it, at least get a point from this game. Like I Yeah, I it, like, it bothered me. They dominated possession throughout the entire game, just yeah. couldn't get anything done in the final third. And yet Burhalter the right or wrong mind or whatever mind he's thinking to say that we played better than it showed. I'm like, uh, are you high? Are you on fucking crack? Is this a point now is though we, we say Canada is more of a rival than Mexico is because we have dominated Mexico the last couple of times we have played them. So are we getting to that point now where it's going to be Canada's are becoming our rivals? I think Canada may be becoming our rival, but I mean the rivalry between the U S and Mexico will just always be there because yeah. of the longevity. I mean, um, right for, now, though, Canada is first in our division, uh, in the CONCACAF division for the World Cup. It just, I mean, Canada's going to be there for, this Canada team's going to be there for a few more years just because of how young yeah. uh, their core is. I mean, whereas Mexico, like, it's more old than young. So, like, Canada will potentially be our rival. Canada will be our rival for the next few years. But the hatred for Mexico is definitely something more than, like, hatred for Canada. Like, I feel like American soccer fans just look at Canada and be like, oh, it's Canada. They play hockey. They play curl. They curl. They play lacrosse. Whereas Mexico, it's like, oh, these, like, oh, shit. Like, we hate, like, we hate Mexico. Like, why the fuck, like, let's just go beat, let's just go out and beat them, you know? So the thing is, though, is, like, is the, is the pendulum changing in terms of who our rival is in a way? Yes. In a way, no. Is, is it, is the pendulum changing in terms of like the power balance of CONCACAF in a way? Yes. In a way, no, Mexico is still there because considering the rest of CONCACAF after them is complete dog shit. But the thing is though, is like the two team, the two nations to beat in CONCACAF probably should be Canada and the United States, just based on the talent that they have. Compared to Mexico, where they're sliding. Well, the Mexico, problem with Mexico is that that team is getting older. Exactly. So you look, where you look at the U.S. and Canada team is they're both young, so they're here to say it's Canada is getting older, and it doesn't seem like they like to bring new talents up. Um, now, granted, I don't know much about Mexico's um, youth and stuff, so I'm not the one to say that because I don't follow them that in depth. But it's like that. I think that's where we're going to see that change. There's where Canada will become a bigger rival. But like you said, 
that this rivalry with Mexico will always be there just based on the fact that the two countries hate each other. And the thing is, though, is that as much as we're talking about how Mexico is getting older, the U.S. is like in a fucking purgatory or whatever, and Canada is still running away of qualification. They're still the top three teams because of how terrible the rest of CONCACAF is. Yeah, what, what is under them? Isn't it um, what, uh, Panama's? Panama, Costa, Panama, Costa Rica. Then you have like Jamaica. Oh, Jamaica and El Salvador and then Honduras and the bottom yeah. table, yeah. Yeah, at the bottom of the table and some sort of combination there. Panama's in fourth. I know that. After that, after that, though, is the crazy thing. Like, it's it's pretty much like top four of the uh, of the octagonal. Yeah, are going to the World Cup, whether or not they actually automatically qualify or get into the playoff. So it's just a matter of that there. But the bottom half of the octagonal is just a complete joke. So like my thing is is like they go play. They're playing against. Honduras in uh, Minneapolis on Wednesday, the U.S. men's national team, that is. They should beat Honduras. My thing is, is that they only need nine points from these six games. What annoys me from these six games, which means they have four games left, get five, they need, they need, they need six more points. If they can give, if they can give three points on Wednesday, they just need one more win. I don't want it to. I don't want them to drag it out and try and get three draws. I don't want them to do it. Just go. Just go. Win on Wednesday. The next round of crawl. The next. The next. Um, the next three games of qualifiers are easy because we got Mexico, then just Panama and Costa Rica. Yeah, go to the. Azteca we should. And, we should qualify. Go to the Azteca and take three points after that, and then qualify for the World Cup. Nothing. Okay, what, did you, that, what did you say? We need nine points out of the last six. Nine points out of the last six. Win on Wednesday, you get you get three more. Then you need three from three. Go to the Azteca, qualify for the World Cup. I have nothing to worry about until November. Now, I can just enjoy the summer and say, "Hey, we're in the World Cup." So is Qatar? Um, is that warm in the winter? Then I would assume warmer. In, uh, it's it's warm in the winter, but not as hot in the summer. Not as warm as it is in the summer. Okay. Summer temperatures average over 100, well over 100 degrees. What's going to happen with um, uh, like club play then? Is it going to kind of be like what they do with uh, AFCON now? Where No, they're actually going to suspend the season. They're going to suspend it? Okay. Because I know like AFCON, gonna... like Liverpool has been going through issues because we got clearly Mane and Salah down yeah, who there are... missing games. Yeah, they're playing. They're yeah, they're just they're just gonna uh, they're just gonna piss Klopp off and go to the final, aren't they? Um, yeah, potentially. Well, didn't yeah, potentially. Yeah, I, I mean, I know Klopp wants them both back and even want them there, but you gotta do what you got. Can't do what you can't do there. But um, uh, it is what it is. I mean, nine points from six. You've got you've got another game. You've got a game Wednesday win. Then it'll be three from three, qualify in March. Then do friendlies in the summer if you have to, just to be in shape for November. And we'll go from there. Um, I also know that in March, like in the next official international break, that the UEFA playoffs will be happening. So those will be inter- that will be interesting to watch there and see if Portugal or Italy do not make the World Cup, which I think neither of them potentially would. But we'll see what happens in March there. Yeah, I um, do have a question though. So, okay, clearly Senegal and Egypt are both in the semifinals, not playing each other. I know they like Afcon plays like these all play the mat uh, match for like third place or whatever. 
you think Mane, like say Saleh, Salah and Mane didn't make it to the final? Do you think they both return to Liverpool, or do they have to stay with the team and play for the third place? They could ask to return home early, and I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure the nation's probably one care at that point. Okay. Or they could just pull in a Bamiyane and just do whatever the fuck they want. I guess you know, decide to, you well, know, he's going to, he's going to Barca. He's going to Barca. Yeah, he's going. <laughs> Arsenal actually released him from his contract. Uh, good for him. I mean. I only say that I only like him because he saved my life. He saved my job. Well, not to save my job. I, I coach an Arsenal team up to fourth place. Let's just say that. <laughs> oh my! We finished fourth place when I was the GM. You're bringing in your football manager career into this. Yeah, is, I mean, who else could it, take our? Who else could make Arsenal finish top four besides me? No one. Um, I, I worked wonders uh, with that the team. Four, the fourth place king, Arsene Wegner. Come on, he did it. He did it. How many times? You know what? I'm talking about this Arsenal team. Oh, this Arsenal team. Um, let's see. You know what? Honestly, maybe. May, well, I would say. I would say. I would say our good chum Andrew Rice. But I mean, he almost got Tottenham relegated. He got I'm fired clear. from Tottenham like three months into the season. Then he was fired <laughs> for Leicester at the end of the season. Fired from Leicester at the end of the season. Jesus, yeah. uh, Rice, you gotta do better than that, my guy. You gotta do better there. Um, uh, he's gonna hate me for saying that, but. Hopefully he doesn't. Hopefully he didn't listen this far. If he listens, I don't think. I don't know. We 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 got convinced. I never, him. I never asked them if they listened or not. To be honest, um, I'm going to assume pretend. I don't know. Actually, good question. I I'm going to start promoting it better. So hopefully that hopefully we get more listeners. We, we say this all the time, and then we promote it for like two weeks, and then we just stop promoting it. No, I'm actually going to start put. I actually am going to start putting it on my Facebook, like on my Facebook timeline more, like you know, just to see if anybody will actually like watch it. Uh. The Twitter used to, I'll put it on my personal Twitter, but maybe not the pod Twitter. We'll see what happens there. You should but, make this a TikTok and start making TikToks for the pod. Oh, no. I hate, fuck no. No, 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 no. I'm not, no. I'm not. I'm trying to have like our audience be like people that want to know what the fuck we're talking about, not fucking deranged like TikTok maniacs. No, thank you. Pass. Um, uh, but. I have nothing. I really don't have anything else. Do you have any final thoughts before we conclude the podcast here? Yeah, Josh Allen's going to tear it up at Pebble Beach this weekend. Yeah, Pebble Beach Pro Am. You can watch that on CBS there. And maybe I'll watch it over the NHL All Star game. We'll see what happens there. Oh, I do have one final thought before this. Um, kudos to Rafael Nadal, one of the greatest tennis players of all time. 21, made, 21 Grand Slam titles for men's tennis. Now, the official um, record holder for most Grand Slam titles in men's tennis, after breaking a three-way tie with uh, his co his uh, quote friends and rivals uh, Novak Djokovic and Roger Federer. There, all you, um, you know what? Whether or not Djokovic what, wasn't there though. You, you know what? I was is, it, is, it a, is it a Mickey Mouse title? No, it's not a Mickey Mouse title. He ended are, up, you, are you just saying it's not a Mickey Mouse title because he won you some money this weekend? He did win me some money this weekend, but it's not a Mickey Mouse title because he came in as the sixth seed and he actually, he actually ended up being beating a higher seed in the final. And he he came back from two sets to zero down down two sets to none, and he was actually down on he was actually down three two in the third. And Medvedev had three and three three game points to make it four two, and that was literally like the Falcons being up twenty eight to three over the Patriots. And I've thought what to time? myself. What time was the final on TV? Because it, it had to start at like probably what three AM over there. It was on at three thirty in the morning. I got up in the morning and I saw that it was still on, and I watched an hour and a half of great tennis. And 
And so it is what it is there. But hey, no. I mean, Nadal, again, you know, somebody I grew Well, we've grown up. I've grown up watching all three of them because I don't know how much you watch for tennis. Um, uh, the only, honestly, the only tennis player I watch is Nadal. So I was happy. Yeah. So if he gets in the final, like I'll just tune it on for background noise. But yeah. that's that's my ex- knowledge extent of tennis, tennis is just I like Nadal. Yeah. So 21 majors. Good for him. Yeah. Won me some free money over the weekend. It is what it is there. But I have no other thoughts. We shouted out Pleisker this week. Um, anybody that's mad with anybody that's mad about my takes about whether it's about the Bills, Brady, Babe Ruth. Um, if you think Jake is a scumbag, you can reach out to us. Um, just let us know. What, let us know what you think. You can listen to us, download podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, wherever, you pre- wherever you prefer your podcast. I'm not going to pull a Neil Young and pull anything off of my uh, and pull anything off of platforms. OK, I don't make any money off of this. I don't care. We don't. Well, we hope to one day, but we won't pull anything yet. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at LHS Podcast 2021. I'll try to use it more. We'll see what happens there. Sir, any more final thoughts again? No, I mean, it's just amazing that how much me and you can talk and we thought this episode was going to be like an hour. We're almost, we're just under two hours now. Yeah, we're almost two hours in. We are special human beings. We are special (laughs) human beings. We can literally just shoot the shit forever. God, maybe I, eh, we should get in the radio. Let's do, you know what, we'll get, let's get in the radio. We could w- definitely take we could definitely take some people at WGR's jobs. Oh, we definitely can. WGR, we're coming for you. <laughs> and on that note, until next week, keep on keeping on, everybody.